If we were making a list of, I'll quote, the things I like least about parenting, I think the subject of today's episode would make every single list. Nagging. So what do we do when they just won't take no for an answer? I'm your host, Cheryl Lang, and welcome to the Parenting Podcast. In response to listeners' questions, our recording team, Christy and Ellen, joined me in wrestling with this thorny part of parenting, which we all deal with. We three share our own struggles. And you know what makes it even trickier is you have to even be aware of it to deal with it, which honestly, I just wasn't all the time. And another question to ask is, uh, am I the one who's nagging? <laughs> so we've got another question here from a listener. Okay. He or she wrote in, when I tell my kids no, they keep asking me over and over again. In different forms. Mm -hmm. How do I let my no be no the first time? Yikes. Well, on a personal note, I was a really good naggy kid. Uh, I bet you were. I had perfected it that I usually got my way. I could wear my parents down, you know, just nagging them and nagging. Please, please, please. Uh I'm going to die if you don't let me do that. Uh Please, please. You're so mean. Please let me do it. And finally, yeah, go ahead. Uh I read um, when my kids were pretty young about one of the main, like maybe Time Magazine or something, had done a social experiment. And they figured out that every child that they had in the experiment had kind of a magic number where they knew yeah. their parents would crack. Yeah. Wow. So the parents just needed to know that number and get one more, <laughs> I guess, because, yeah, yeah the, the kids consistently would push and push, and the parents would consistently give in at the same yeah. level. Isn't it interesting that they are much better students of us than we are True. of them? Right, because you just watch your mom's face or your uh-huh. hand's facing Okay, she's getting close. Right. She's starting to get a little mad. She's going to give in. Right. Isn't this amazing? <laughs> because I didn't push back a lot, but I knew how to manipulate my mom. Mm. So I can remember one time, I don't know what it was, a mm-hmm. party I wanted to go to or something. And at first she was kind of, no, I don't think so. And I come up with my mom, you know. And mm-hmm. I just kind of gently kept after her, kept mm-hmm. after her, until she said, okay, Cheryl, you know how I feel, so you just make your best decision on that. Thank you very much. Uh-huh. So I went to the party. Because that meant yes. Mm-hmm. It sure did. <laughs> yeah. The begging and nagging didn't always work with me, but my kids knew and learned very quickly that they could get me with convenience. Like oh, if they, so if they could yeah. make sell a case to me of, you know, we should get Chick-fil-A. Mom, you don't want to really do the dishes, do you? Wouldn't it be easier to just go and get Chick-fil-A? you've had such a long or, day, right? Yeah, yeah. And so they could convince me pretty easily. Yeah. And so that, that is true. <laughs> Our children ended up being really good at argument and arguing, mm-hmm. but making a good argument mm-hmm. to per- persuasive. Right. Very persuasive. And my kids had one... You know, because they were all just like stair steps in age. So one of the daughters was the designated mom. Uh, we say yes to her. Uh, so they go, go in and ask mom. Da, 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 da. Yes. And then, of course. So she was the ambassador. Right. For right. <laughs> um, 
But I think what we're talking about here more than ongoing conversations, it's the mom, can we, can we, just Uh the bombarding all the time. Yeah. And you've said no. That wears you so Mm -hmm. out. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's the reason our moms gave in. Yeah. But just the ongoing, she, and and I think it's, I know the mom that sent this, and she has kind of stair step about four, like 11 down to four or something like that. So somebody always is asking for some of this. And and they're nagging her. Yeah. But can we, mom, can we, can we go to the zoo? Can we, Mm -hmm. you know, and they're just doing it. So what are the problems with this? What's the messiness? Well, yeah. And you're already frazzled and tired no, or I was true. anyway right. I can no. speak for myself but yeah. and also I would forget what I had answered already right <laughs> for one thing it absolutely wore me out mm-hmm. the just hitting at you hitting at you uh-huh. <laughs> so if, they, if the revolving door could just rotate a few times in between their asking I would forget I had already answered that and I, they might get a different answer not yeah. out of breaking me down but just because I forgot that's true and just you're busy with everything else right. and not noticing, sort of like someone just poking at you on the shoulder over right. and over right. and over and over and over, and then you react. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that's why, because I was a really naggy kid, I was really <laughs> firm, and my saying was, naggy children get nothing. Whoa. And that was, my kids knew that when that phrase came out, that was the end of the conversation. And I was pretty good if I said yes or no, I would keep my word. So that, I mean, I did a lot of other things wrong, but I know that I was really firm about the nagging because I really hated that. It's probably one childhood thing that just drove me out of my mind when, you know, you got a couple kids and everybody's nagging you. It adds Mm -hmm. to the chaos. Mm -hmm. So, Mm -hmm. you know, I've already said no. If you nag me again, then you're going to be disciplined because, you know, you're now violating the no nag rule. Right. I think one time, Christy, you said something like, Something about if I answer you now, what, um, what yeah, is it that you yeah. said? Well, I thought it was really good. Yeah, I would tell my kids, you know, because they'd say, "Oh, we have to know right now." Mm-hmm. You know, the urgency of whatever the mm-hmm. issue is, and because that's in their them, favor, yes. put the pressure on. So they think, and so I would tell them, if I answer right now, the answer will be no. But mm. if you'll give me time to think about it, let me finish cleaning up the kitchen and process the rest of our day. Right. You know, give it yeah. give it some thought. Then there's a possibility I might say yes. So good. Mm-hmm. And I remember one time, and we're talking early teens. And mom, can I, can I, can I want to, you know, kept, I need to know, I need to know, time sensitive, mm-hmm. putting on the pressure, hoping I just break. Mm-hmm. And so I said, just a minute. I didn't have your good words. I said, just a minute. I want to take some time. I want to think about it. I want to pray about it. And then I'll let you know. And she said, well, that means no. Mm. And I said, that's not true. Mm-hmm. And we go, my delay is not my denial. Mm. And I go, do you want me just to say no now? And she said, oh. No, of course not. <laughs> but I think, because that was a, a daughter that liked to push boundaries. And I think that built credibility. Mm-hmm. Because there were times I came back and said yes. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, and I mean, it's because I stopped and I took the time. Right. Rather than feel the pressure caving in one way mm-hmm. or the other, mm-hmm. which is what my mom did. Right. Well, and she could see that you were attempting to be reasonable with the situation. Mm-hmm. You weren't just being flippant with your answer. And I think that was one thing I did too often was I would just say no for the sake of saying no, because mm-hmm. it was hard to think about sure how to rearrange the day or, you mm-hmm. know, to 
to make everything work. And so I would just say no because it felt easiest. And then my kids probably did think, oh, she, you know, won't say Mm -hmm. yes unless we really push or manipulate or. And so if you can say yes when you can, I think that helps them see like, hey, I'm on your side. I'm trying to make this work for you. Yeah. My kids always appreciated when I said, you got to give me some time to think, Mm -hmm. you know, because otherwise I'm going to react. And if I react, it's going to be no, Mm -hmm. you know, so they were like, oh, okay, she's going to take a little bit of time. So (laughs) at least gives us hope, you know. (laughs) But what about with little ones, though? Because this is conversation going on with our older ones. Yes. Interaction conversation. And so forth. But what about, what would y'all say about how to help those who have little ones? Yeah. Mommy, mommy, and all the time. And they've already said, I told you no. Mm -hmm. Mommy, 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 I told you no. Right. I told you no. Yeah. That's, I think, she's frustrated because of the bombardment of the little ones. What would y'all say into that? I read a a good response in a book once. I wish I could remember which book it was, but um, they said, to respond with little ones, did did you ask me? Yes. Did I answer? Yes. Rather than just, That's I told good. you no. Mm-hmm. It, it helps yeah. bring a little bit of logic of the scenario good. to them. Mm-hmm. Did you ask me? Yes, I did. And and did I answer? Yes, I did. And that just kind of gives them a reality check. <laughs> this mm-hmm. isn't going anywhere. Right. Also, but what's it going to take to do that? Time. It's going to take that old yeah. slowing down. Mm-hmm. You know, taking the time, stopping what you're doing. But once you start training your children to respond to, okay, my mom did listen, she did hear me, yeah. and she said no. Because there's nothing worse as if you don't hold to your no mm-hmm. or your yes. Mm-hmm. If you mm-hmm. don't keep, even if you said yes and you wish you hadn't, as long as it's not harmful, you're kind of stuck with it, you know, because you said yes. Mm-hmm. And so then your kids learn to trust you and... I think if they learn, if I, if I'm said no, there's nothing you're going to do that's going to convince me. It's only going to make it worse. Mm -hmm. So then there's no room to fight with you over no. Right. Mm -hmm. And you have to train your children to believe when you say no, it is a no. When you say yes, it is a yes. Mm -hmm. I think what you're talking about, though, is not a legalistic, harsh barrier. But in this relationship, it's actually respect, mm-hmm. okay? And it goes back to what we did in our last Q&A. You know, we were talking about lying and truth-telling. Yeah. That we're being really honest. Mm-hmm. And, and it's in the honesty, did I say no? And I'm sticking with it. I'm holding. It's trust, Cheryl. And that's true. Because my children have to trust. When I say no, I mean no. And when I say yes, I mean yes. And we don't barter with my trust. Oh, that's good. Right. That's good. I, I had a reason for saying yes. And, I had a reason for saying no. Yeah. And I think as, as often as possible to give them that reason. Yeah. You know, you're not like obligated that. to, yeah. but yeah. it sure will help for them to see like, you're making a reasonable statement when you say no, and especially if it can be something that would benefit them. Yeah. You know, well, we can't do that right now because then you would miss your play date. Well, right. that makes a lot a lot of right. sense to a four-year-old. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. can't have that now because we're having lunch in a minute. Mm-hmm. And that's relationship. Yeah, are, right. Rather than rule. And that helps and them law. understand the world mm-hmm. because the world is not going to say yes to them. Right. Most likely the world is going to say no. And that's what rules are. You go to school, you have rules. You drive a car, you have You know, life is filled with rules. Some of those are very legalistic and you can't get around them. But if they 
learn early that when you say no, it means no. And when you say yes, it means yes. Mm -hmm. And you're not, you're not vacillating. But as a parent, you have to have so much emotional margin that you can do it. Mm -hmm. And then you can stop yourself, mm -hmm. have the conversations. Remember, like you're saying, yeah. yeah. And sometimes I've had to go back and say, you know, I changed my mind, yeah. Mm -hmm. And you didn't nag me, and you didn't keep bugging me, and yeah, I think it's okay if you do that now. Yes, that's huge. I forgot about yeah. that, but I would yeah. say that to my kids a lot. If I saw that they did it right, yeah, and I did, you know, not not change my mind because they did it right, but yeah. if I saw, if I had time to think about it and decided I said no flippantly, then right. I went back and I could change my mind. Then or my husband would go. I think you're being a little harsh. They could probably go do that. I go, okay. So there's all those dimensions. Another thing we would do, too, is I would tell my kids they could pray for my decision to change. If they asked me and I said no, you know, gave them some um, voice in the matter. They could go to the Lord and they could ask for the Lord to change my mind if mm -hmm. I was wrong in saying no. And they yeah. didn't feel helpless yeah, and that's unheard. Excellent. That's right. And I just remember being taught, always say yes. You know, that's what my mentors told you me. You mean be predisposed to, to right, say yes. Pre you could. Yeah, because I think, Chris, you were talking about that a little bit. You know, just be predisposed to say yes. And it made it a little easier. It got a little harder in the teen years because mm -hmm. you had to do a little more thinking. But most of the time we started to talk, if they're your little ones, most of the time you can say yes. Mm -hmm. Or it's just, it's, it might be just no for the next hour. Mm -hmm. But in their little minds, you know, that could put them on the floor with a temper tantrum. But, you know, I think a lot of times, especially with really young kids, we don't think through the scenarios enough. So they catch us off guard. Mm -hmm. You know, we don't. Well, that's true. You know, and so we're like, oh, I don't know. I'll just say no because I haven't really right. thought about this. Right. And it's funny you say that it was harder in the teen. We're all different, but I feel like it. That's been a key for me with teens is well, to say yeah, yes I, as much as possible. Yes. Where my husband and I are a little bit different in this. He just wants to say no to everything because it's safer, keep up the chain <laughs> in beds and nobody gets hurt. You know? <laughs> yeah. But um, I, th I feel like that's been really helpful with teens to say yes as much as possible. Right. So my no has valid reason and weight. But remember, because we've talked about y'all, when you had all those little ones, you are bombarded yeah. mm -hmm. with so much. and. I'm getting PTSD from us. I know. <laughs> That's why it's so much easier to say no. Yeah. Because you're yeah. shutting it all down. Yeah. So it's just the same old thing. Mm -hmm. We've got to slow down, mm -hmm. get some margin. And it's okay to say, I can't answer right now. I've got too right. much going on. I can't think. Give me a little while and I will get back to you. Mm -hmm. And what I like to do with mine when I did it right is little ones go down close face-to-face -face mm -hmm. and talk to them instead of pronouncing down to them. Go down and explain mm -hmm. it and say, listen, so that means don't ask me again. Mm -hmm. I will come so that we start set the pattern. Because when I read this question, I think this, and it's a mom, that she's just being pounded, pounded, mm -hmm. pounded, and she's not drawing lines until she blows up. Right. And we want to avoid that. Yeah. I think another thing to be a little more proactive, if you know that there's a, a time or a, a scenario that your kids are prone to doing this. For me, it was oh. playdates. Anytime we played with friends, I could guarantee they were going to ask for one friend to come home with us yeah. or, oh, you know, the yeah. extended playdate. Yeah. And so we would talk about it beforehand yeah. and say, every time we play with this family, you always want so-and-so to come home <laughs> afterwards. Mm -hmm. 
when we when we get to that moment, you need to know that's not going to be an option today. I'm sorry, you know, and so to kind yeah. of prep ahead of time and yeah. I think gets it out of the moment. And then they, when the time comes and they get the urge, they know. Yeah, oh, yeah. She's already, already said, said no. Yeah. Oh, I remember. We had right. that rule too. You know, yes. Yeah. Because that can mm-hmm. get uncomfortable with the other child. Right. And so understand if you ask and they're there. Now, they've already talked about it in the other room. Right. right. But that's different than bringing them to you yeah. and saying, can Sally stay over yes, or that was come back? An automatic no. Yeah. So As these big four eyes are looking up at you mm-hmm. for the answer. Right. But, Ellen, this goes back to your thinking ahead of time. Yeah. And like this, thinking of the scenarios and preparing them. You know we're going to go there, and we, whenever we get there, this mm-hmm. always happens. Right. So don't ask about this. We've already made our decision. Or even worse, the checkout at the grocery yeah. store. Yeah. When you've mm. got a line of people behind you. Yeah. My kids knew I was feeling pressured right then. They could grab all the little mm-hmm. gum and everything. <laughs> yeah. You, they were students of you. They Oh, they knew me and very if, well. And if, if you establish from the beginning that we don't get anything here uh-huh. ever, uh-huh. you know, and so when you do, it might be a treat. Right. Then they're not going to nag you. Right. Because it's already a built in. They understand, okay, we don't get to pick stuff off the shelf, mm-hmm. you know, um, because we want it. Right. And so then, you know, because that's, that's, we see lots of kids having their meltdowns right. right then and there. And then it becomes a treat when they do get it. Yeah. Or if you do want to buy them something, just tell yes. them from the get-go, yeah. we're getting one thing. Exactly. Everyone will get one, you know, yep. whatever. Exactly. But this is taking the time to think ahead of time. Right. Draw the boundaries mm-hmm. and then say, whatever suit aren't having the meltdown. Right. Right. And then you're so embarrassed, you go, sure, here, eat three candy bars. Right. Yeah. No, keep it going. Yes. <laughs> okay. One of the things I had not thought about early on, because I was not so good at it, is am I setting a pattern for nagging in the way I treat my children? Mm-hmm. Because I wouldn't just tell them once. I would say, go get your backpack. I'm busy, 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 busy. Did you get your backpack? Mm-hmm. Did you busy, busy, busy. Did you get your backpack? Mm-hmm. And what I'm doing is I'm nagging them right. instead of thinking it through, being intentional that I'm not in a pattern of nagging. That's really good. Like we've said on the podcast before, require, don't remind. Mm-hmm. You don't need to say it a million times. Like you're, If your word is your word, yes. then it's both sides of that. Mm-hmm. Okay, and go back and explain require, don't remind, because we haven't mentioned that in a while. Yeah, requiring, mm-hmm. meaning you've given them the directive and there's a consequence if they don't, but not reminding them again and again and again. You've already said it. They know. They know what they're supposed to do. Now, maybe there's some leeway when they're a little bitty, you know, you're still training them. Yeah, but sure. as they get older, mm-hmm. if they don't have their backpack, that's going to be really unfortunate when they get to school. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And those are the hard things. Sometimes we have mm-hmm. to let them go without their backpack or whatever it was. And, you know, you have to keep the consequences in context of all of life. That's a good learning time. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. they forgot and you're not coming to school or wherever it is to provide that. They have to go without that for the whole day. Mm-hmm. And see, this is a different aspect, but it has to do with what we're talking yeah. about. That we want to whip them the right way. Yeah. And... You know, not to enable them because mm-hmm. I knew someone and she was so good. If her child, I may have mentioned for her child ended up going to school in 
his pajamas <laughs> because he would not yeah. get mm-hmm. ready yeah. or no lunch right. or no backpack or no books. And he learned to start doing it. But I was so impressed yeah. because I would have probably nagged. Right. Get your backpack, get your clothes right. off, get your clothes that's off. That's so good. I think we should do a whole episode on natural consequences today. <laughs> no, it's really hard. No, yeah. it's very true because there's nothing worse than being the nagging mom. Yeah. Because then you're more exhausted than your kids are listening to you. And I think figuring out ways to communicate well, depending on the ages of your children, so they know what's expected. And I think I one of my strengths was I did write everything down. Yeah. Everybody had a notebook and we put wow. stuff in. You know, part of it was their school schedule. But I would write, okay, today is Wednesday. We're going here. This is what you need. So they had it when they could read, of course. They had it before them. This is what's required to get into the car. Mm-hmm. So you, one nag was, does everybody have what's on their list? And I That's not a nag. That's a reminder. Right. But I'm saying that's it. Uh-huh. You've already gotten a written reminder uh-huh. and you get one oral reminder usually. Wow. And so then there's they can't say anything when when I, something happens. Christy, know? I think she should have parented. I know. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> I was going to say there were some things that, you know, were good and other things were, you know, I didn't do yeah. quite as well. But because I'm a naturally organized person, yeah. uh-huh. I did that for myself and I would do that for the kids. And I think that helped in a lot of press, pressure situations because we were military, we we're constantly moving, we kind of had a crazy lifestyle. That's true. Mm-hmm. People coming and going that made it a lot easier if I just wrote everybody a note or wrote it up. I mean, even now my husband and I use our whiteboard to communicate where each other is and we know each other's schedule because it just makes life easier. Right. Mm-hmm. I love and that. we did. We had they had schedules. They had their own individual schedules. Mm-hmm. And when I did it right, I'd say everybody be sure you have what you need. Mm-hmm. We're not talking about the training years when they're really little. You have to train them with reinforcement and all of that. But as they got older, holding them accountable. Require, don't remind. Yes, which is what we're talking about, the saying no to their nagging. Mm -hmm. From eight and on, they should be able to read a simple note Mm -hmm. of what's required if you're going to go on a trip or whatever. This is the things you need. And below that, you know, you're kind of having to do a few more helpful reminders, like put your backpack by the door before we, things like that. Mm -hmm. But, you know, by eight and up, if they can read, they should be able to follow those simple instructions. And then they're the ones who lose if they forgot their underwear. Right. (laughs) Which could be a very awkward situation. (laughs) They don't do it again. Hopefully they remember the pants. (laughs) So isn't it interesting? We get a specific area. To answer a specific question, mm-hmm. and it just bleeds all over yeah. all kinds of the different aspects of our whole family mm-hmm. life. Mm-hmm. Which I was thinking, and this is off topic and a little bit of a freebie, I guess, but just thinking in the ways that we all handle scenarios differently. And when we sit around the table, we all share different experiences with our kids, and uh-huh. some struggled in some ways, and yeah. some didn't, and some handled things differently. I just think. It's good for any of our listeners to hear that, too, that yes. comparison is the death of contentment. And, you know, just to enjoy your gifts and your yes. you know, weaknesses and your kids' gifts and their weaknesses and how your family runs and your home environment. And there's beauty in all of it. Yeah, that's very, really very, well very good. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Because it comes back to your own core values mm-hmm. and the mm-hmm. relationship within your family. And right. if you have more than one child, don't get excited because it worked with child one. Right. <laughs> We'll work with child too. This is great. Okay. Thank you so much. Okay. 
parents, remember, hang in there. Keep loving. Keep persevering because it's worth it. You know, nagging is just one of those parenting issues that's pesky and can bring a lot of turmoil. But slowing down, taking the time to respond, and like Ellen said, having a plan beforehand really seems to be a help. So, regardless of your children's ages, when it comes to nagging, is that an easier area for you or something you struggle with? We always want to hear from you. DM us, go to our website, or text contact at theparentingpodcast.com. I think this conversation really proved what Christy was talking about. That, like you, our listening audience, we, the TPP recording team, aren't all coming from just one perspective or one style, but seeking to approach everything as individuals with our own viewpoint, choices, focus, and specifically, our way of handling parenting. Next week on the Parenting Podcast, we will go back to our series on the family road trip, this time adding an important extension, the season which includes our grown and adult children. I hope you can join us. And remember, TPP is always here to help you flourish and to bring your heart hope. Thank you.